are once again stars in the background. She's possibly on her phone or watching stuff on mute. She's uh, she's watching. She's on her phone, but she's also watching Apple TV on on with their AirPods. Oh, clever girl! Yeah, so yes. she does both. And uh, Tigress is here with us. Yeah, if you notice that, if you start noticing me coughing or anything, it's because there's a cat in the living room. Um, and forever. I had, a, I had a yeah for the rest of our lives. I had a full blown freak out or like five minutes before we started. Because the cat got uh, within about three feet of me. So it's going well. <laughs> Did she arrive today? No, Saturday. We took her home on Saturday. Oh, so she's been there a few days. Yeah. So it's been a full 48 hours. You look good. You look healthy. You're not breaking Thank out you. in hives. Thank you. Well, I mean, I pretty much stay in the back room, um, which we keep closed. So this is actually the longest I've been in the front room. Since I've had the cat. So if you start to notice me, my nose start to drip or anything. Aww. I think I'm fine. I took allergy medication. So I think I'm fine. Yeah. Your, your body will tough it up. Yeah. It'll, it'll just, get used to it. It'll get used to it. Yeah. That's what happens with asthma, too. You just, if you don't have your inhaler, you'll just, you'll toughen up. Yes. <laughs> it's been every, allergies, you know, if you eat, if you just eat enough peanuts, you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just like Alex Baldwin said. <laughs> in 30 Rock, yeah. Yeah, in 30 Rock. <laughs> and in Sheer real life, probably. Willpower. Yeah, he would do that in real life. I noticed today my I had left 2020 on uh, as a marathon, and I didn't realize they had done an episode on the whole Rust movie incident, so I have to go back and watch that. Really? Um, yeah, um, I'm not sure how long ago they did it. I bet they did it pretty soon after it all happened. So I don't really yeah. know how much useful information they can put in there yet. But I did notice, like, as I walked by and my sister was watching it, that, of course, they interview the film crew. And and it's like, if you want, like, you, they probably have around, like, 70 hours of footage of the film crew just talking about filming. Because if, like, honestly, like, you pull any film crew member and ask them, like, you know, what was this set like? They'll talk, they'll just talk to you about every little thing from, like, whether or not they had, like, Welsh's fruit gummies on set <laughs> to, like, <laughs> how their name was on the call sheet, et cetera. So, like, so I can only imagine how much, how excited that film crew, all of them were to be like, yeah, I'll be interviewed in 2020. I can't wait. So... <laughs> We'll see what they say. Just like the the Uber delivery driver was <laughs> interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he one time he dropped off pizzas for the crew, and they're like, yeah. "He's like, yeah, it was a hot set. It was it was crazy. <laughs> the gate that they opened when I wa- drove in creaked. Yeah, I mean, it was rusty. For it sure. was rusty, and that was a bad sign." <laughs> 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 well um speaking of rust we're, at least john wayne can be happy that uh john wayne bobby can be happy that she didn't use a rusty knife that would have oh. been a different story i did love in the in the docuseries where uh i think it was one of the jurors was like she should go into surgery because that was the cleanest cut i've ever seen <laughs> yeah <laughs> and to be fair it must have been fast it was, he, yeah We'll get into it, but you know, we all, he didn't wake up. So, hey, everybody, welcome to Buddy Podcast. If you haven't figured it out by now, we are talking about Lorena Bobbitt today. Yes. Yeah, we've been waiting to do this one for a long time. Um, and that's why Lori did penis memers last week because she was secretly leading up to this. I don't know. Did you keep it a secret or did you tell everybody that you, that you we know, were leading up to I legit can't remember. Uh, I, I want to say that I kept it a secret, but who knows? Who knows if that's true? Uh, I legit can't. But but I will also say that I in, it unintentionally intentionally did it where I was like I I had collected the stories 
So yeah. I was like, let's do this. And then I was like, oh, this works out because we're going to be doing Joey Puppet. So that was literally the plan. <laughs> For like two months, we've, we've been like, okay, so we'll do penis namers, possibly a part two of penis namers because yes. there's so many. You thought of the plan. We talked about it for a while. Um, no, I, I look. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that I don't look back and go, "What are you doing?" Um, but yeah, no, I. Uh, uh, it was a. Uh, th- there's just a lot of penis penis maiming stories, and that's it always uh, it fascinates me. Yeah, it will continue to fascinate me. So um, this is a this is a two parter to stay on theme. Get it. Two part. Oh. Yeah. Separate. Okay. Yeah. We're doing one long part and we're cutting it into, well, one. One long episode cutting it into. One sort of long episode. Not really a long episode, but, you know, it, it's a more of a shower, not a grower. Uh, one so, regular episode. One regular episode. No. <laughs> and we're cutting it into two smaller parts. <laughs> so um, a lot of us know the story of Lorena Bobbitt. And we waited a while to do it because, honestly, I told Lori, I was like, I can't do a better job than Mr. Jordan Peele yeah. did in the Lorena um, miniseries on Amazon, which is just, it's phenomenal. It's great. It's really great. I think we we were talking about doing it, and then that came out, and we were like, oh, man, like, that really, yeah, you know, cut us off at the dick. So Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> really cut off the head of kind of no forget it <laughs> uh, that's it's just it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a fun episode yeah so um that being said it's it's way too hard not to make fun as we could see of john wayne bobbit and his franken penis yes as he affectionately calls it so that with that, let's jump in. Lorena was born Lorena Gallo in Ecuador on October 31st, 1970. She's a Halloween baby. Ooh. Her family moved to Venezuela when she was seven years old, and that's where she grew up. She grew up in a traditional Catholic household. And when she was older, instead of a quinceañera at the age of 15, which your parents couldn't really afford because quinceañeras are like in the tens of thousands of dollars, if not hundreds Jeez. of thousands. Yeah. It's it's basically having a wedding for one person. Wow. And there's all these things you have to do. It's not even like other, it's not like weddings where you could be like, I'm just gonna, you know, like, uh, like we're going to go to the beach and everybody wear like beach clothes. And you can't make your own fucking rules for a quinceañera. There are rules to follow oh okay Okay. you you have to have like at least 10 i don't even know what they're called they're not called dames the 10 ladies and like 10 chambelanes which are the dudes yet like you have to have the big dress you have to invite everybody and the whole thing is that everybody's supposed to like chip in like your family members are supposed to chip in but like you you have to be really tight with your family. I feel like to be like, Hey, can I have, can you please donate the open bar to the quinceanera? (laughs) Can you spend 10 grand on this, please? Hey, hey, bud. Hey, I know we haven't talked in a while and I'm DMing you through Facebook, Um, (laughs) but uh, could you maybe like pay for valet service for Mm -hmm. my daughter's quinceanera? Mm -hmm. Is that possible? Okay. Last time, it, last time I was at your house, you called me a stinking drunk and kicked me out. But sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Okay. You also didn't help me when I asked for help with my chemotherapy. Well, that's all but water under the bridge. <laughs> it is because she's turning 15. She's a woman now. <laughs> um, so anyway, her parents could not afford that. And instead, they saved enough money to send Lorena on her dream vacation to the U.S. when she was 16. Oh, wow. She had always loved American culture, and she really wanted to visit the U.S., so that's what, you know, the gift they gave her. Then when she graduated high school, she applied for a student visa and took ESL classes. And she got her student visa approved, 
and she moved here. She moved to Manassas, Virginia in 1986. She moved in with some family that they had here in Virginia, and she tried to learn more English by watching Days of Our Lives and game shows. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. That's what we, you know, that's what you do. That's what my sisters are doing. They're watching Lifetime movies. And <laughs> so, you know, they, they know the keywords. Yeah. With her? Yeah. With her? Maim. Rape. Yeah. Kill. Not without my daughter. Not with my daughter. <laughs> How could you? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about the noise, everybody. I'm at my mom's and there's a lot of dogs who love howling when the sirens howl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No worries. Um, so she took a job as a nanny here and started working in a nail salon. And Oh, I said Manassas. That's about 25 miles outside of Washington, D.C. Lorena looked up to her boss at the nail salon and quickly became her friend, uh, Jana. Yeah, Jana Bussetti. It's a great name. Yeah, it is. Bussetti. Jana, I mean, Lorena loved Jana. She was like the ideal American dream. She owned her own business, which was the salon. And she was like a power player. She was, she was like, she was a lady boss, basically. Yeah. And she, and, and Jana was very, I think she was very warm and very caring about Lorena. And she helped her get her footing in the States. Yeah. She did kind of take her under her wing a little bit. She very much did. Yeah. At the age of 19, in 1988, Lorena met John Wayne Bobbitt her future husband at a Marines ball at the Quantico Marine base. Mm. John Wayne, Bobby, I'm going to call him JW from now on. Cause I don't like saying his full name. Yeah. <laughs> JW was considered handsome, uh, especially in his Marines uniform uniform. Uh, JW and his JW's mother had given him and his two brothers up when he was four years old because she was a drug addict who JW says couldn't properly take care of them. Then their aunt and uncle who already had three boys of their own took them in and raised them as their own. So now they had six boys in the family. In high school, John joined the swim team and after, he w- and after that, he went on to become a Marine. This all sounds good, but then you really like you talk, you hear him talk just just two or three sentences, and you realize what an arrogant douchebag idiot he is. Yeah, he thought he was so great that he signed his name John Wayne Van Dam. Yeah, he <laughs> he definitely like thought. Look, he looks very clean cut in his pictures, and I will say that like. You know, he's felt, he's fit, right? He's a, he's a fit guy. In the Marines, um, you kind of like have to be. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen like a fat guy come out of the Marines. Like, I don't right. think I've ever seen a John Wayne Gacy come out of the Marines. Like, no. Maybe like several years later, but not in the Marines, you know? Yeah. So, um, but uh, he just definitely like thought of himself higher than I think what he actually was, you know? He still like, does. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I love the interstitials they did in the documentary of him, like, going to a gun range or something. And then it's like, okay, in a Punisher's t-shirt. And it's like, all right, dude. Like, we get it. Yeah. But he... So, yeah, I think he definitely considered himself, like, a man's man kind of thing. But he's just... I mean, just the nicest way to say it. He's a bumbling idiot. <laughs> He is. He's the total moron. Like he, it's, it's amazing how he's still alive. People who genuinely like him were like, he's a moron. Yeah. <laughs> he is not really? a smart person. No. And, and everything, everything that's always, that happened to him, he'd always figure out a way to blame somebody else for. Yeah. Yeah. So at the ball, John asked Lorena to dance. And Lorena still had a very heavy accent. 
So he didn't understand a whole lot of what she was saying. And I'm sure he didn't try very hard. He was probably just like, huh? Uh, I can't hear you. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she probably was just like, yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jess. What? What? Jess. Are you saying chest? Can I touch your chest? Oh, oh, this date's going well. (laughs) So they hung out that night, albeit I'm sure with very little talking and exchanged numbers. They began dating and he acted like a perfect gentleman for months. Towards the end of the nine month mark, while the couple had dinner with Lorena's mom, who was visiting her, Lorena, uh, according to John, Lorena proposed to him. Oh, okay. She told him that her visa was up and that she needed a way to stay in the States. And her mom also, you know, joined the conversation. And they both basically um, coerced him into it, according to him. Now, Lorena says that John, John proposed to her and it had nothing to do with the visa. So it's a she said, he said kind of thing. But either way, nine months in, they got married on June 18th, 1989. And they moved into a second story apartment at the Maplewood Apartments. Quickly after the marriage was official, John began to show his true colors. Lorena says that the first instance of abuse happened one one month into their marriage when they were arguing in the car and he was driving erratically. She grabbed the wheel to try to make him stop and he punched her. Oh, wow. Things only got worse from there. Yeah. Over the course of their marriage, the police would be called to to their apartment at 8174 Maplewood Drive at least a do- half a dozen times. They would later say that half the time, Lorena called the police on John, and that the other times, he would call the police on her. One of the times that Lorena's mom, one of the times, it said that Lorena's mom called the police on Lorena for assaulting John, which comes up a couple of times in, throughout the story of Lorena and John Wayne that Lorena's mom seems to take his side. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. Well, I mean, she, I kind of feel like in the beginning she may have taken his side, but then I feel like towards the end, she started to see like the gravity of it. You know? Maybe. Yeah. I think, I mean, I don't know. I think it is bullshit. She's taking her side. I'm not trying to say that, but I think when you're coming at it from, this is how I tried to v- v- rationalize it with the mom. When you're coming at it from a mom's point of view of like my daughter's whole, like she needs to like her, she wants to stay in this country. She's staying in this country because this man is marrying her. And now she's like fighting with him. Like, I think she's trying to be more like diplomatic and be like, Hey, we need to like, you know, you need to figure this out. Like this is your way to stay in the country sort of thing. And I think, she, uh, um, Lorena is like, well, you're not seeing the violence that I'm seeing. Exactly. And like, I think as you, as it goes on, you see that she gets more, she gets defensive because he gets so violent. So she starts, she reacts to what she thinks is going to be violence. And so, and, and it seems like he always does that when people are around, you know? Right. Like he, he, he does something. She reacts to his, she reacts to things like, okay, violence is about to happen. I'm going to react. Right. And then it doesn't happen. And then he looks like the good guy and she looks like the bad guy. Well, the bottom line too here is that first of all, there's no excuse for physical violence in a relationship. And second of all, unless it's sexual and it's consent, it's consensual. Consensual is the key word. Yeah. Um, Second of all, Lorena is tiny. She's like five foot even. She's 98 pounds at the time. Yeah. She's not even hitting the triple digits. And John is a trained Marine. Yeah. So there's there's just there's there's no comparison, you know, but yeah, you know, that's neither 
I, I won't say it's neither here nor there, but let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, two years into their marriage, John was discharged from the Marines. And there went his steady paycheck. So as we mentioned, John is an idiot. So he had trouble holding down any kind of steady job. Yeah. Any kind of steady. Like you, he could not hold down a janitorial job. He worked in like an auto shop for a while. He couldn't hold that down. Yeah. And it just like he, he was also, he also seems like lazy in the sense that he just didn't want to hold down a steady job. You know? Yeah. Well, he definitely is like one of those guys who like he doesn't want to be doing more work than everyone else. And he always thinks he's doing more work than everyone else. Yeah. So like, yeah, if he takes out the trash, he's like, oh, look at these assholes, lazy assholes not taking out the trash. Well, I'm not going to it's I'm not going to be the only one taking out the trash. And it's like, dude, you took out the trash once like one time. Yeah. In five years. Yeah. (laughs) He also like. like turns it around he turns everything around but he also turns around and says that Lorena spent way too much money and she would like they had cars that they shouldn't have had like luxury cars and it's like I really don't think she spent too much money if she liked the finer things in life that's fine because she had two jobs to pay for said things yeah you know whereas you probably would have preferred like I have a friend god bless him he always gets free cars, but the reason they're always free cars is because they're always fucking junkers. Yeah. You know, they like he gets a free car that lasts him five days, and that's what I think John would have preferred for yeah. for him and Lorena. Well, I think he would have preferred a nice car for himself, but a shitty car for her. Yeah, like he, I think he's upset that she's getting the nice cars. You know. And I think he, he drove a nice car too. They had two nice. Oh, cars. they had two nice. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So the fact according that, to him, it's like to him, it's like he's the king of the house, and so he should get all the glory, and she should just sort of be like at his beck and call. Sort exactly. Of. Yeah. So Lorena became the main breadwinner, but then also eventually began embezzling money from her boss, Jan and Bassetti, at the salon. She started. She also started shoplifting, mainly dresses from Nordstrom's. And Lorena says that she stole the nice clothes because John would make fun of the clothes that she already had. And so it made her feel bad. And she would steal the dresses to make herself look better for him. Yeah. Which, although understandable, is not a great excuse. Um I feel like, you know, it's like, okay, you're, you're still stealing though. Like she's yeah. doing what he does is she's turning it and blaming somebody like she's still stealing. But I will say that like when like tumultuous meets tumultuous, it causes a shit show, you know, like it's like she mm-hmm. was, she was a, she was a hot young, you know, woman who's trying to figure herself out. He was a, a slightly attractive man who was trying to figure himself out. And then they both got together and his crazy globbed onto her crazy and yeah. his crazy, like overpowered and just became, it became like a whole other thing. Yeah. Because people reported, uh, you know, during the trial and stuff like, yes, we did see Lorena with bruises, you know, around her neck and her arms and stuff. Yeah. So, um, they were just, they were the word, and, you know, obviously in, in the penultimate thing that happened, uh, they're the, the most toxic. They're just, they bring out the worst in each other. Absolutely. Yeah. They're that SNL skit of like the people who've been married, but should get be divorced. But like <laughs> if it was violent. <laughs> yeah. Not just like Amy Poehler and Seth Meyers yelling at each other, like actual like violence. Right. And shoplifting. <laughs> Sadly, and unfortunately, and all the sad things, all the bad things, John also raped Lorena all the time. Yeah, I, I fully believe this um, to be something that he, I think he tried to make a scapegoat and say that it was like he, he was, he drank a lot and stuff. Mm-hmm. I fully believe that this was something he does without alcohol. 
Absolutely. I, mean, I think it could be alcohol is involved at some t- sometimes, but he strikes me as the kind of guy who's like, if I'm married to you, that means I can have sex with you whenever I want. Exactly. He's exactly yeah. that man. Yeah. And at the time in Virginia, spousal rape was very hard to prove. You had to either, the only way to prove it, there was two ways to prove it. You had to either have significant injury to the woman or the partner, or you had to be separated at the time that they that you're accusing the guy of rape. Oh, okay. Yeah. Those were the only two ways to prove spousal rape, which is insane. Jeez. Yeah, that insane. is insane. That means like if you don't show up with your jaw cracked in half and an arm missing and a tip mangled, then you're probably not gonna like they're not gonna believe you in court. So that's the eighties. And it's so much better now. <laughs> it's a it's a little better. <laughs> it's a little better. <laughs> the yeah. law was changed uh, in two thousand two. Oh, that's good. So that's good. Yeah, which is still like incredibly late. Yeah, a lot of crazy stuff from this. Where I was like, that was in the two thousands. That's yeah. That's when that happened in the two thousand. Oh, okay, okay. The early aughts. Yeah, the early aughts. <laughs> that was like yesterday. All right. I graduated from high school in 20, 2004. I didn't realize that we just got around to stuff right yeah. around that time. Yeah. <laughs> Lorena explained that while she did fight back during the sexual abuse, many times she let him have his way, disconnecting from the trauma happening because she just found that easier after a while oh, than trying sure. to fight back. Once again, Lorena is a mere 98 pounds. Yeah. Um, then in 1991, 1991 was a bad year for Lorena. Her boss found out about the embezzlement, but instead of pressing charges, Jana Bassetti made her pay it back via her wages with interest. Mm-hmm. Which was so she kept her job at the salon. It wasn't bad. It was actually the best deal that she could have had. And I think it's because she must have felt bad for Lorena. And yeah. she must, she just must be a super forgiving person because she didn't press. She also knew she would never see her money if she pressed charges because then Lorena would just be deported and she would just. That's true. Or there was a risk Lorena would be deported. Yeah. you know, for the crime. And then she would just never see any of it. So you could either be, she was, you could either say she was a practical person or, you know, a considerate person. Well, I would say probably a mixture of both, you know, she probably knew what was going on and was yeah. just like, okay, she needs a place to be. So, cause she could have yeah. fired her and then, you know, done the not, same thing. Yeah. And not, not had her stay there sort of thing. That's why I think that she's probably nice because if somebody stole $7,000 from me and then I had to like see them at work every day, oh, that would be the worst. Don't you hate like, don't you hate when you like let somebody, this is why I just had like a blanket. Like if I let you borrow money, like for the most part, just it's yours. Like I don't, I don't borrow, I don't borrow anything. I just give you the money. Right. 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 Cause I'm just like, I don't want it to ruin. Cause like I would let people borrow money and then I'd be like, you know, I'd be like, where's my $250. And they're like, Oh, I don't know. Um, but look at these new skates I got. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Even if you're like posting on Instagram and you owe me money, I'm like, why the fuck aren't you out making my money back? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And once again, Maria, I will get you your $20. Okay. I will send you. All right. Thank you. Stop commenting on my Instagram. It's still it's still on my calendar. Every every Monday it reminds me. Lori still hasn't paid me. <laughs> my Venmo's acting weird right now. All right. Um <laughs> it's like cash. Cash is like, I don't have Venmo, I can't do it because blah blah blah. And I'm just like, this is the one thing where I'm like, get it together. <laughs> 2022 everybody has Venmo at this point oh my gosh I had like my brother has Venmo now but 
for a while he didn't have Venmo, and he always be like, "I don't want the I don't want the government tracking me." And I'd just be like, "Dude, they got so much shit on you." Like, yeah. Just, Do you have a phone? Yeah. Because it's just over. Let me send you fifty dollars for Christmas. <laughs> like, let it go. <laughs> like, come the fuck on, bud. Yeah. <laughs> so. Where was I? Oh, so yeah. So she kept her job at the salon. But also that same year, she had to have an abortion. John says that they mutually agreed that they shouldn't have a baby right now. But it's obvious that he basically forced her into it. He forced her into it. Lorena says that John said that he wasn't ready to be a father, said she was unfit to be a mother. And said he would leave her if she had the baby. So just those three things alone, along with the fact that if he does leave her, her, like, her citizenship might be in peril. Yeah. Well, yeah. Although uh, this might be, this is probably an unpopular opinion. I, I, I am a abhorrently disagree with him forcing her to do this you know you should not force a woman to do anything with her body that she doesn't want to do unless it's get the vaccine no um she uh my body my choice yeah uh but i will say that had this i wish this had been different circumstances but i do think that them not having a child is a good thing yes (laughs) like I think if a child had been born, it would have been a shit, sh- an even bigger shit show than it already was. Yeah, absolutely. It, absolutely. I'm sure she doesn't regret the decision in that sense. But, you know, it's like, it's it's just impossible to believe that Lorena willingly had the abortion, you know, with, without basically being broken down into it, especially because she's Catholic. And as yeah. we'll see very shortly, she says that she didn't she didn't believe in divorce because she was catholic so hell no she's not going to believe in uh, abortion no yeah she i mean even in the the docuseries that that i watched on uh, amazon prime it like she talks about how she was like she was torn but she was basically like i'm having this child yeah like yeah. her her attitude was i i don't necessarily think it's a good idea <laughs> but I'm pregnant, so I'm having the baby, which, you know, is her choice. Um, but yeah, so she was forced into it. So Absolutely. it's an awful, it's an awful situation, but I think in the, in the long run, um, you know, I don't, yeah. it wouldn't have worked out. Yeah. That kid would have died by drug overdose probably anyways. Yeah. So, you know. 1992 rolled by in, a ner- in another terrible cycle of abuse into 1993. John says that by June of 1983, he asked for a divorce and that Lorena didn't want to hear of it because, again, she didn't believe in divorce because she was Catholic. Um, but she doesn't she doesn't agree with him on this she does say at one point i didn't believe in divorce that's why i didn't leave him when he was abusing me um but she doesn't say that he that she said like absolutely not when he asked for one if he even asked for one i don't believe he did he's just trying to like you know cover his tracks because that same month yeah lorena went to the police station to ask for a restraining order against john but when the police told her it would take three hours to process, she didn't want to wait and left without completing it. So it just got thrown in the trash, basically. Well, not thrown in the trash. There was some record that they tried to file it, but she left. And that's, you know, it's understandable because yeah, I'm sure John is such a monster that if she were gone anywhere for three hours that wasn't the salon or work, then he he would track her down and she yeah. was afraid of him. She was terrified of him. Oh, for sure. And also like, I think that her, and this is just conjecture, but I think her attitude was, I myself would never ask for a divorce, but John, the fact that John did, it was like, I would have welcomed that basically. Right. Like she, I don't think she was ever like, 
No, I wouldn't want to divorce. If he asked me for it, I would have said yes a million times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Which seems like is what happened because then John says that while they discussed who would keep the apartment, John invited his friend Robert Johnson over to stay the night because the guy was visiting from out of town, which I'm sure was another scare intimidation tactic of his to probably force her out of the house or something. I mean, I gotta be honest. I was white knuckling that when they talked about that, him going there that I was like, motherfucker, this, it's going to be a a terrible situation for Lorena. Like I, I am so like, I was like so terrified because yeah, I mean, it's like, such a weird first off his story is so ridiculous yes he's like oh yeah i'm i'm separating from my wife we're sleeping in the same bed and i brought my friend over to sleep on the couch for no reason yeah what the hell are you talking about if it is if it is that if you know if they really were separating at the time then i really think he did it to like Honestly, because he's because he's a, a coward. He probably is like, if there's another guy here and we just like strong her, strong arm her out of the apartment, then I keep the apartment for sure. You know, yeah. So Robert and John go out drinking that night, and John, and then they sorry, and then they get home around four a.m. John comes home, crawls into bed. And once again, begins raping Lorena while she while she woke up. But he woke her up and forced her to have sex. Yeah, which after is go ahead. Like, I mean, not to I don't. Uh, I, it's not funny, but I just want to say, how awkward is it to be the friend? Of like, Ugh. hey man, you want to sleep over on my couch? And then it's just like the door shuts, shuts, and it's just like, just shut up and stop being a bitch. And it's just like, oh well, I guess John's just having fun, <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Just, how? If I was your friend, Maria, if I was your, if you invited me over, and then I slept on the couch, and then I heard you in the other room with Cash saying like, just fucking do it, I'd be like, all right, bye. <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs> Seems like you guys got stuff you got to work on. I'm going to go. <laughs> well, at least he didn't have to listen to it for long, I think. Because after a few pumps, he was done. It was like most most of the, the sources say like minutes. But I think it was honestly minute and yeah. pumps. Uh, so I mean, he's been... Yeah, conservatively i mean well no loosely i would say like three pumps yeah so john finishes he rolls over and falls asleep lorena laid there for a few seconds then got up to get a glass of water so she's walking in her kitchen and then she says this was back this is an interview back in 93 she says it was so many things coming to my mind i remind Reminder, she has a, a heavy accent at the time. It's pretty heavy. So she's she's like, it was so many things coming to my mind. I'm, I'm still not doing as heavy an accent as her. No, and I don't really want to do it. Accent. She had a very thick accent. And I don't know how to describe it. Like, I don't know how to describe things like from the very first time he hit me, things about the abortion, things that when he was torturing me, when he was beating me up, when he has forced sex with me, everything, it just came so fast. I pick up the knife and I went back to the bedroom. I took the sheets off and I cut him. Everything just went so fast. So John, when he retells the story, he says that he loosely remembers that she was he was asleep mm-hmm. and that she was fondling him. Yeah. Before was, it happened. He was dead tired. And also what I love is he in like 
various reports was like, for some reason at the bar had almost no drinks, right? Was very specific in that. But then from the bar to the house was drunk and dead tired. Yeah, (laughs) of course, as you do. Yeah, was uh, was wasted and dead tired. So doesn't remember a lot. Dead tired, like on his back. Doesn't remember what happened. She was fondling with him. He was like, "No, we're separating." I told you no. <laughs> Even though it's like, then why? Yeah. Your, why is your underwear off, dude? Like, why? Why are you pantsless on the bed? I sleep in the nude. Am I supposed to change that because we're getting a divorce? Yeah. Yes. Uh, he, uh, and and he's just like, no, no, no. And she gets like, she gets upset. But he's like, and she starts talking about he's so tired. That he's just like, I, I don't want to, I can't listen to this. Yeah, she woke up at four in the morning and wanted to have sex. Yeah. She did. Sure. Anyway, she cut it off. She grabbed his penis and in one quick motion, it's in two. John, too drunk to wake up from his stupor, stayed asleep until the deed was done. When the pain finally kicked in to his brain and he woke up, Lorena was already fleeing the apartment. John says, I sprung up and I was bleeding. I was applying pressure. And then immediately I thought it was something out of a horror movie. A nightmare turned reality. (laughs) Stupid idiot. Lorena got into her car, both penis and knife still in hand. She drove down the road and then near the 7-Eleven at the intersection of Maplewood Drive and Old Centerville Road. When she tried to make a turn, she realized she still had something in her hands that was like obstructing her use of the steering wheel. That's when she says she looked down, realized that it was a penis shrieked and then chucked it out the window. It landed in a field across from the 7-Eleven. Meanwhile, John woke up his friend to take him to the hospital. And that friend (laughs) is never, ever sleeping over at someone else's house. (laughs) That friend is like, no, I'm good, man. (laughs) I'll, I'll drive 17 hours home. I'm good. Isn't that guy missing from all the specials, all the interviews yes. and stuff? He's not, he's never there. He's like, I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. It was a weird night. It was the weirdest night. <laughs> I just had my first gay experience b- before that. And then I don't, I don't know if that's true. But I just imagine that something bad, big happened to him. He's just like, and then my friend's penis was cut off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, oh, that's got to be, oh man, that's got to be crazy. That's, that's a, that's a bad sleepover. That's a bad sleepover. I one time was sleeping over when uh, a friend of mine was like, I was like bouncing from like <clears throat> my, I was sleeping in my car and my friend, a friend of mine was like, oh, you can stay at my house, my apartment with my girlfriend. And I was like, great. And so I spend the night there and I'm like on the couch and he, we're talking and his girlfriend comes home and she's like, Oh, Hey. And I was like, hi, I'm Lauren. She's very nice by the way, like not mean or anything to me, but then they go upstairs and they start fighting. And she's like, look, like I'm fine if you have friends over, but like, just tell me ahead of time. Like, this is my apartment. Like, just let me know ahead of time. And he's like, you know what? I can't take this anymore. I want to break up. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, I'm just like downstairs. Like, should I go? Yeah. Like, <laughs> should because I? you don't really have anywhere to stay that night. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. I, I just stayed. And then like at 5 a.m. he woke me up. He's like, yeah, I'm going to pack, start packing my things. And I was like, all right, well, good luck with everything. <laughs> just. <laughs> So did you stay and help him pack? No. God, no. Oh, okay. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. It was Plus, a weird he was night. like a hermit. He had like five things. So hmm. he, was, he was like, oh, yeah, I got it. He was just like, really, he's just like, I hid my tennis racket before I went to bed because he was a tennis instructor. 
Yeah. I was just like, yeah, that's what she's going to grab for. Yeah. She might. Who knows? Just break it. I don't know. <laughs> that's more of a, of, of a move I would do. To get. <laughs> um, so me, so Lorena, unsure of what to do or where to go. And finally getting a little bit more of a clear head headed towards work. She drove into the shopping center that the nail sculptor, that's the name of the salon, was in. The salon was still closed, obviously, because it's like it's like 4.30 in the morning. Like, yeah, the salon is closed. Maybe it's five. But no one's there. So then Lorena threw the knife in the trash can outside of the salon and then headed to her boss's house. When she arrived... Jana opened the door, let her in, and Lorena told Jana and her husband what she had done. She told her that she had did it and and that she had cut him. And when they were like, what do you mean you cut him? She's like, I cut his penis off. (laughs) Jana then told her. I said cut him out of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Jana then told her that she needed to turn herself in and call the police. Oh, white women. You know, it's just like, they're always about the police. (laughs) I mean, again, I'm on Jana's side. Because if, if you were to show up to my, not you, not you, (laughs) if, uh, if an employee yeah. And if an employee were to show up to my house and be like, I killed somebody, I'd be like, you need to call the police because yeah. I don't want to be an accomplice to this. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. If a random student of mine, well, first I'd be like, where'd you get my address? Um, but, <laughs> but like, if somebody, like somebody, like, a, or how about like an aide, an aide that, that yeah. in the classroom comes to my house, I'd still be like, where the fuck did you get my address? Um, but, uh, I'd be like, yeah, call the like, deal with it on your own time. It's five in the morning. It's five in the morning. It's probably Saturday. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that'd be the worst. I'd really be upset if somebody cut someone's penis off and then called me at five in the morning because I'd be like, well, now I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the only one that's up. <laughs> <laughs> He's not gonna be up for a lot much longer. Um. <laughs> and uh yeah so the incident is where we'll stop and we'll pick it up next time with the aftermath with her arrest and the trial and the media circus that went on between Lorena and John Wayne Bobbitt for both their trials because they both have one yeah it's I mean the trajectory of their lives of how of where they go it's just to me it's so fascinating you know and i think um you know i i vaguely remember this happening uh i think i was maybe six at the time and i remember my dad making jokes (laughs) about something (laughs) about lorena bobbitt and being like i don't get it but (laughs) you're laughing so i'm laughing yeah, I remember a few jokes from elementary school, like elementary school age that like a high schooler would make. And they'd be like, cool. I thought it was like for a long time. I remember I remember I thought Lorena Bobbitt was Lizzie Borden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, she had the axe, right? <laughs> well, old timey lady. With an I... Axe. I had a thing where I convinced myself every year that, that the year needed to repeat or else we'd all dissolve. Mm -hmm. So I was dealing with like up until 1995, full blown panic attacks from like November to December (laughs) of like, we're all going to die because the year isn't repeating. Um, And so my (laughs) my mom was, and I can't explain the craziness that I thought of. My mom was just like, you know, Bill, your daughter is a mental case. <laughs> like, just like stop trying, stop filling her head with jokes of men having their penises chopped off that she doesn't quite understand yet. Um, so that, that, that's pretty much what I remember. 
So <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, the, I just, uh, that to me, the, the incident itself is interesting too, because the fact that she just did it, like there were no hesitation marks, you know, there wasn't None. like a will I or won't I, it was like grab knife, walk to, you know, boom. Yeah. She just did it. Well, she blacked out. That's what she says for it. She she just doesn't. She remembers it happening and doesn't remember ha- doesn't like remember it happening in the sense where yeah, it seems it seems so surreal to her, which I believe. I mean, she just. I, I mean, we'll get into it. We'll get into it next time. But I believe that she was just so sick of a t- how to like what a terrible person he was. And I think she knew that eventually she would probably die at his hand oh, if she yeah. didn't do something. Yeah. And yeah, he, he, you could tell even today, he still wants, he's still clinging to whatever last grasp of fame he could possibly cling to. Yeah. And, you know, this, this whole incident as tragic as it was in the beginning, turned out to be like the best and worst thing for John Wayne Bobbitt. (laughs) Ever. What do you mean? Yeah. Because he, he became like a, he became what he always thought he was, which is like a, he always acted like a celebrity, right? He thought that he was like the cream of the crop and all this stuff. And then when this happened, he kind of became a celebrity. I mean, albeit because he got his penis chopped off, but right. Well, yeah, that's kind of what annoys me is that he did get what he wanted in that sense. But you know what? Let's save it for next time. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll I'm sorry. Get in- no, it's okay. We'll get into it. We'll get into all the nitty gritty of uh, what they're up to now as well. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next week with part two of Lorena Bottle. Yeah, thank you very much. Have a good night.